everybody, and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes a somewhat onerous task of writing and tries to make it a little easier. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. And we have a special guest today. I don't know if you know Melissa, if you've noticed him sitting there in the corner of our that mutual... person? <laughs> I know, right here in, our, in our, our, our fancy recording studio, hovering in space between Chicago and Los Angeles. <laughs> We don't have a guest. It's one of our fellow alumni from Seton Hill University, Luke Elliott. Luke, say hi. Hi. So I'm going to, I have it, I want to make sure everyone knows how cool you are. That oh, thank Luke you. is, yeah, well, A, you're a cool guy. You went to Seton Hill, which means you're also cool. Woo-hoo. But, Melissa, did you know that Luke writes science fiction, fantasy, and horror? He co hosts the Ink to Film podcast. And he's written short stories for the best vegan science fiction and fantasy of 2018 collection and the Portland-based literary magazine, Buckman Journal. Okay, I did That's not know cool. the last part. <laughs> how, you do have to explain you not vegan know science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, a lot of people ask that. Um, it is an uh, anthology put on by Metaphorosis magazine. And he selects fiction that they publish, um, and then he also approaches other uh, stories that have been published elsewhere. And the only requirement is that I guess the story itself is vegan, and that it doesn't like have any um, harm to animals, doesn't have anybody eating meat, um, that sort of thing. Um, the author does not have to be vegan, and I am not a vegan, so <laughs> it, uh, it worked out. Um, but the story is, I guess, accidentally, not really on purpose, but I'll take it. Yeah, hey, that's it. Hey. Published. Exactly. Great. Yeah, it published me so, twice. <laughs> once in the nice. magazine, once in the anthology. So even better. Yeah, that's always and good. I, did you, I hope you didn't like go out for a steak dinner to celebrate. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would, ne- I would Thanks, never. Thanks, man. Do. Oh, that'd be horrible. You went out for a quinoa dinner to celebrate. That's you live right, in Portland. Right. You can get quinoa dinners. Oh, sure. Everywhere, oh. every street corner. Yeah. In L.A., you guys could. I get nothing. I'm <laughs> the actual vegetarian here, and I'm like, uh. We can have this with a chicken on the side. <laughs> so, so can we announce that, uh, Mary, you're going to be joining me on the Ink to Film pad- podcast as well as, as a host yes. or as a guest host. Uh, we're going to be talking about Water for Elephants. I'm very excited about that Ooh. because, you know, I, I was a clown with a circus. I know a little would... bit about that, but I'm definitely yeah. going to want you to tell the stories on the podcast. Oh, my God. I have tea to spill. I have elephant scented <laughs> tea to spill. But that is not what we're here to discuss today. You'll have to go find that podcast and listen to it. That's right. Um, and hear all about my excitement there. Mm. And uh, today, what we are going to talk about is finding validation internally rather than externally. Luke, as our guest, we made you do some work because uh, <laughs> that's how this goes. And you said you had a good quote that sort of addresses this and kind of got you thinking about this. Yeah, you asked me about uh, different topics that I might be interested in. And this is one that I have been thinking about a lot this year. In particular, um, it's something that I'm trying to get better at. It's not like I have this figured out by any you know any stretch. It's something that I aspire to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking back, and I'm like, when did I really get started on this? And I, f- I found a quote that I actually encountered um, via this YouTube video, um, which I think is called like "This is Why You Are Not Happy" or something. It's got kind of a oh. clickbaity title, which I don't really yeah. love, but um, it is a Matthew McConaughey giving like a motivational speech essentially and I guess he gave it at a graduation or something a few years ago he's good at that so I'm going to read you a a piece of that longer um, video but it's actually a really good video and I do recommend it despite its sort of clickbaity title 
If you've got the link, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I'll send you the link. Okay, so happiness is an emotional response to an outcome. If I win, I will be happy. If I don't, I won't. And if then, cause and effect, quid pro quo standard that we cannot sustain because we immediately raise it every time we attain it. You see, happiness demands a certain outcome. It is result-reliant. If happiness is what you're after, you're going to be let down frequently. You're going to be unhappy much of your time. Joy, though, is something else. It's not a choice, not a response to some result. It is a constant. Joy is the feeling we have from doing what we are fashioned to do, no matter the outcome. So that's the end of the quote. And that said, the no matter the outcome is the bit that really got me because I, I applied that to my writing and I realized that I was approaching it from a results-based point of view like it was the happiness was only gained when I published or when yeah someone praised it or when someone read it and engaged with it and I wasn't finding the joy in the day-to-day work yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I've had that myself and it's hard I think particularly for writing because it is such I think I've said this before it's a lot harder to get your art to someone because it Mm. takes such a commitment from the reader Right. When you draw a picture, you say, look at my picture. Oh, look at that picture. Or you play some music. Go here. I'm going to play some music. Great. Um, and and I, all I have to do is to look at it for a few seconds or listen for a few minutes. But if you say read my book or even read yeah. my story, there's even, even just getting to that part is hard. Even getting it to a place where someone can get it and then having them read it. And then, you know, that there's so much work that it's easy to get focused on that. I mean, even the, the amount of time it takes to create a book Mm -hmm. right like you're talking about three four hundred pages like a lot of people lose steam after the first chapter or two chapters because there's not that quick instant gratification of i've written something it's out there somebody's responding to it i'm getting this external validation and often as writers we focus on the like as soon as i make this sale then i'm officially a writer and i'm officially Mm -hmm. this and if you're living for those moments like you're just going to be miserable like you have to enjoy the process and let go of, like like you said, the outcome and the end result, because you really can't control that. And it happens like once every six months or two years or mm-hmm. 10 years. It's it's as gatekept art. You know, I, I think film acting is similar as well. If I'm an artist who draws, I can just draw and I can just do it and I've done it and I can reach an audience by putting on the internet and there's no, there's no gatekeeping. But with writing, there's a lot of gatekeeping. It's changing, but it's still very much. And so it's very hard not to get into that thing. The other thing, just to switch, is it's, it, it's easy to do it badly, and it's hard to tell if you're doing it badly, I think. You know, I know for me, I see a lot of people come into workshops uh, that, that I'm either moderating or, or am in, or even sometimes uh, uh, leading, and this stuff's really, really bad. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is that me? And they don't seem to be aware of the fact that it's bad. They think it's really good and it's bad. And that's my, that's the worst fear, right? Is the, Mm -hmm. you think you're good and you're bad. And so that fear is so strong and you see it really happening. I I know I then rely on validation. Like, is this okay? Am I doing it right? I'm not making a fool of myself, am I? Because I really don't want to make a fool of myself. But I think what happens is after time, and I think the three of us are in our writing journey, we're probably in a very similar place where we're getting mature enough that we really don't have to worry about that, that we know how to do it. We just have to do it. It's just a different mindset, and it's really hard to get to. Yeah, I agree with that. And 
that reminds me of the part of the quote where he says, uh, he says, it's a standard we cannot sustain because we immediately raise it every time we attain it. And that's something I, I definitely felt like it was like, oh, oh yeah. if I could just get published. Oh, you yeah. know, I got published. Great. But I'm not going to let myself enjoy that. <laughs> I'm going right. to immediately yeah. set a new, even more difficult standard. I'm going to have to get a pro sale or I'm going to have to sell the novel or, you know, you just keep moving the goalpost and making it more yeah. and more difficult to ever feel like you've attained anything. And you sell a novel and then you want to sell another novel. Yeah, oh, but I then I want to get a Hugo for it. And then, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and that just feels detrimental to me. Like, it feels like a way of not allowing yourself to enjoy the process, which is the whole point of being a writer, right? Like, this is more fun than an office job. So if we're going to enjoy it, we got to let ourselves enjoy it. You got to. It's so hard. You have to enjoy it. So I, I am curious what, what you two do to help maintain that feeling of, yeah, joy, of, of enjoying the work and feeling like this is the thing I want to get up to and do today and not let yourself get lost sort of pining for that val- that validation, you know? Like, how do you approach that? I struggle with this a lot. I have been working on it very proactively in the last six months um, because I did this whole, like, personality assessment with the Enneagram and realized that a lot of my core motivation and how I operate and how I determine my worth <laughs> is based on external validation, Um, And I think this is true for a lot of people, especially who go into film and television. Uh, And so for me, it's a constant battle of sitting down, doing meditations, having affirmations, like, and grounding myself in being in the moment and not getting caught up on the, who's responding to my work and how many people are seeing it and what things getting made and like comparing myself to every single other person that I meet um, comparison is like the devil. Like, just do not do it. Like, you are on your own journey. And if I remind myself of that continually, I can really let go and focus on the story and focus on my own um, progress. I also think with age, like, and more experience writing, it just, I know my voice. I know my style. I know what I want to accomplish as a writer. And so it's easier for me to shut out some of the other noise that's irrelevant and it's going to sabotage my thinking or my work. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, for me, I meditation is huge. I, I've been doing a lot more meditation in the last year or so, um, like really starting to get into the Buddhist thing. Uh, and it's amazingly helpful because it is all about this moment right now. And and if you can think about what the moment right now, just it's just me and the words. That helps a lot. And I, I posted on Twitter a really good meditation that I used. I'll, I'll make sure we put it in the show notes for this. She, she had these affirmations that she uses before she starts writing. And one of them that really resonated with me was, I, I am proud of my work. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am. Mm-hmm. I, I'm proud of it. You kind of think of it like someone makes fun of your kid's sister. <laughs> and you're like, hey, no one makes fun of my sister but me, right? That, that like, you can't, like, I might, mm-hmm. I might get at her, but like, and I say this, I don't have a kid's sister. Um, you know, I might might tease her but if you mess with her you're in a problem and your work has to be kind of like that too it's like your kid's sister so when you guys are alone yeah you'll have it out but it's yours it's your work and you got to be proud of it but if it sucks you know if you are that scary person that i am so afraid of being in a workshop or whatever so what you're on your journey that person's not a, a failure as a human they're on their journey yeah. and so remembering things like that helped get me started and i bribe myself with chocolate 
Yeah. <laughs> it's in a cabinet. I'm not allowed to go in there until I finished my writing. Well, I like what you said about when you're in the moment focusing on the writing itself because I feel like so often you let the outside voices creep in and you start thinking about the person who might be reading it, whether it's an editor or a reader down the road. What are they going to think? Are they going to like this? And that's a good. That's an important step in the process, right, for revision. But it can mm-hmm. be really detrimental when you're trying to draft if you're getting caught up in immediately analyzing everything you're writing from the point of view of like an editor who's mm-hmm. going to be trying to decide if they want to buy it or not. Um, and I do this all the time, and I feel like it can paralyze me. And it's like shutting out those voices and just focusing on the craft. And then, yeah, like finding value in your own writing is something that is really almost foreign to me. Um, and it's something I've come to kind of late, but like for the longest time, it felt like the thing I wrote has no value unless someone else sees it and thinks it's good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it has zero value to me. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find like pride in like, no, this is a thing I created and I like it. And even mm-hmm. if it never sells and no one else likes it, that's enough to feel like I did something worthwhile. And that's more important. That will give you much more. I, I feel in the long run will give you much more uh, uh, happiness, joy, I guess as yeah. uh, Matthew McConaughey would say, than if you had written things that didn't matter to you and you won awards for them, right? Like you sold all these books and you're like, ugh. Like that would be, that would kill you inside. But to say, yeah. I've got this thing and I really, really like it and I made it, that that's what it's for. It's something you can do yourself. You know, you can, you can mm-hmm. just sit down and you can replicate that. You can write something that you take pride in and it doesn't require anyone else in the room. And so it's something you can control, which is which is really nice in a, in a <laughs> you know, a profession where, so much of it is out of our control and you have to be authentic that way because that's i mean all the you see all these things where they're like here's what an agent wants here's what an editor wants they have their wish lists where they're looking for this thing and looking for that thing but the thing that you'll every single one will say is they want like an authentic voice they want something they've never seen before they want some the story that only you can tell right so and if you're going around chasing what other people say they want you'll never find your own way you have to you have to find your own authentic voice, and it's not going to be something that is going to be something you're going to learn in a class or something that someone else will necessarily even appreciate when they first see it. Something you have to develop in a quiet place alone with chocolate on promise <laughs> and with a lot of faith, and that's how that's how you get it. You cannot get it any other way. Yeah. And I think that like, for me, one of the things that has helped me get to that place of like authentic writing is separating, like moving out of a fixed mindset and into a growth mindset, because the fixed mindset um, is like, I have to do this. And if somebody doesn't like it, I'm, I can't learn this talent. I'm just not a writer. I'm a horrible person. I'm going to (laughs) fail. I'm wasting my time. I should quit and do something else. Whereas like the growth mindset is all about like, every time I share this externally, it's to better understand how the writing is being perceived on the page. And it's an opportunity for me to learn and see if there are patterns or gaps that I thought were there that aren't there that I can then fix. So the more that I get out of that, like ego wanting to hear all of the validation and instead look at it as a, this is an opportunity for me to learn and grow and I continue to improve every day, the easier it gets and the more authentic my work gets because I'm not like on the edge of like an anxiety attack or like, <laughs> or becoming like using like substances or other things yeah. like that are in bad addictive behaviors that you see so commonly in the arts because it's just a, like mentally straining um, I love that. industry feedback yeah. isn't a grade it's a <laughs> diagnostic tool 
it's a it's a it's a viewport it's a telescope you know you're you're just seeing it and from a perspective that you yourself can't see it so like what do you what does it look like from over there that's what it is but then you decide if what they see is what you want them to see or not that's it that's what it has to be absolutely and i think the, having that distance from the things you create helps too when you send it out and realizing that if it's a rejection it is not personal it's not a rejection of you it is a rejection of the piece that you wrote and if you're if you're thinking of it from a growth point of view like you said melissa then you are less bound up in like this is a representation of my quality as a writer and more of just this is a thing I made at this point and if it gets rejected that's fine because the next thing I make is going to be even better and that's like just a much healthier way to approach it I think this is really good all right we're we're getting toward toward the end here although I really what Luke come back this has been so great having you here <laughs> yeah maybe check in and uh, see where I'm yeah. at in a couple of years and see if I can follow my own advice <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, that that is one of the uh, one of the things about this that I'd say for all of us uh, on writing easy. A lot of things we talk about are the problems we have are true, and the things we attempt to do are all truly what we do. Um, the principles we talk about are sometimes aspirational, but we really are trying for it. So yeah, <laughs> I think let's let's wrap this up by like uh, let's all make kind of an agreement to each other that we're going to try to stay in the moment while we're writing, try to really enjoy it and be authentic to ourselves, and uh, yeah. And then next year to the Hugos. No, no, that's wrong. (laughs) No. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a pleasure, and I am looking forward to hearing this episode when it comes out. Uh, It's been an absolute delight having you, Luke. I'm I'm so excited. And it's really good to hear you. Honestly, kind of good to hear that you were insecure because you're such a good writer. Like, everything I've read of yours, I'm just like, this is so good. No fair. And uh, so. You're, you're very welcome, and I mean it. And so that insecurity you have, don't worry about it. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the voice I need in my head. Yeah, I, I, you call me up anytime. I'll, well, not anytime, <laughs> but, you know, reasonably so. And uh, I'll be happy it. to provide that voice. You bet. Yeah, and make sure to check out Mary when she's on our podcast, which should be coming out in a few weeks. Yeah, so, Luke, how do we, how do we find you? Uh, tell our listeners how to, where, where your socials are and all your stuff like that. Sure. So my podcast is Ink to Film, and you can find us on wherever you find podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, we're also on social media at Ink to Film on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, my personal Twitter is at Luminous Luke, uh, so you can follow me on there. And I, that's where I post mostly about my writing and just random musings and stuff like that. Um, yeah, find me. I'm also on Instagram. Just search for Luke Elliott, all that stuff. Excellent. It's two L's, two T's. That's right. Lissy, got anything you want to mention? Uh, we're on social media, but we don't post. <laughs> I no, I have been very good. I've been on Twitter a lot. I did SSF SFF Pit this week <laughs> through a feverish state. <laughs> so who knows what I posted? That's great. <laughs> but no, the the um the Writing Easy podcast Twitter is actually pretty active. The Writing Easy podcast Facebook page. No, no. Um, I'm on Geeky Mary on uh, Twitter. Instagram, you can find me on Twitter. Blog. I'm on Twitter. I've like you'll see me. I'm on a writer's accountability group on Twitter. Good. So you'll see me posting my goals if you want to know what I'm working on. It's on there. Excellent. Alrighty. Well with that, Melissa and Luke, remember, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Have a good time, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>